Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here. Today I want to have a discussion about the thyroid medication Lyothyronine and basically dive into everything you would need to know about this thyroid medication, including dosage information, um, how you might use it for weight loss, potential side effects you might encounter if you were to, to use it, um, and so forth. So let's kind of jump in here. Um, the reason for this video is, is fairly simple. There are a lot of thyroid or thyroid uh, or patients with hypothyroidism um, who, despite taking thyroid medication, still tr still struggle with hypothyroid symptoms. Now, this this can be manifested in a number of ways, right? Um, you know, you could have low thyroid function causing um, treatment resistant depression, or um, low thyroid function could um, make it difficult for you to lose weight, etc. So there's a lot of ways that this can manifest, but the idea is there are a lot of patients out there who take this medication, lyothyronine or cytomel, um, and they either use it by, by itself or in conjunction with other thyroid medication, and they usually do very well. Okay, and so these patients have then, um, they go around telling people that they've felt better, etc., and then they, they come looking for more information. So what I'd like to do here is sort of establish um, a set of guidelines that you can use when considering it uh, as a potential treatment option. So what is lyothyronine? Uh, basically, I mean, we can make this really complex or really simple, but basically it is um, one of the thyroid hormones uh, that your body produces naturally. Now, T3 is important and should be uh, separated from T4 because it is the active thyroid hormone in your body. So, all of the actions of thyroid hormone can be attributed back to T3, all right? And that gives it some special properties. It also makes it the most powerful thyroid uh, hormone medication that exists. Now, most people are being treated with T4. Um, and I've included a, a graph here to sort of explain this, and so I'll, I'll explain it in just a second. But most people uh, use T4, um, which would include medications like Synthroid or Levothyroxine, all right? And people uh, use this medication and with varying degrees of success. Some people do really well on it. I would say they're probably in the minority. Uh, and most people, they don't, they don't really do too well on it. They they may have some improvement in symptoms, but they don't have a significant amount. Now, part of this might be due to, there's a lot of reasons why people might not do well, but one of the main reasons is probably because of the difference in what happens to your T3 levels when you're on T4 medication versus when you're on T3 medication. So, um, what we've done here, well, I haven't done this, but what this study has done is they've tracked the serum T3 levels here over time, um, and they've shown the difference between what uh, the serum concentration of T3 is versus T4, uh, or sorry, just the serum concentration of T3, uh, and based off of what medication this patient uh, was, or these patients were, were using. And you can see here, this uh, little circle, this uh, demonstrates, this, this graph up at the top, demonstrates what the T3 level is in patients who take T3. Okay. Now on the bottom, this little square here, is the serum T3 level 
um, of patients who take T4 medication. Now you can see there's a big difference, right? Those who take T3 have a much higher serum T3 level, and that makes sense. Those who take T4, their T3 level, remember, T4 uh, must, in order for it to be activated, must be converted to T3. So this is why this is important. And this T3 level tends to be low. So this might explain, at least in part, why some patients don't do very well on T4-only medications. Um, it's not the only reason, but it, it's one of the potential reasons. Uh, this is important because T3 does everything that you want it to do as it relates to thyroid function in the body. So um, if you have fatigue from low thyroid, then you need higher levels of T3 to give you energy. If you have weight, uh, weight gain as a result of low thyroid function, um, you need T3 in order to activate the mitochondrial energy production and, and increase thermogenesis in the body. So that's why this is important. Okay. Um, I've also included another graph here, or an image I should say, which shows um, the impact of T3 on um, transcriptional activation, which this is kind of um, getting a little complex, but basically what this is, is showing you is that T3 directly activates uh, genetic transcription, and that what you can think about that is directly changing your genes, which is a good thing, which is a good thing, because that's exactly how thyroid function um, impacts the body, so we do want this to occur. Um, the, the bottom line here is I just want you to realize that T3 as a medication is much stronger than T4, okay? So you might be thinking to yourself, well, that sounds pretty good. Um, how can I get on this medication? I, I want to have weight loss. I want to have more energy, etc. You know, whatever, whatever symptom you're struggling with. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that all patients should use it just because there are a lot that do well on it. Um, I've included a list here of patients that I think tend to do much better on T3 or lyothyronine. Um, and we should probably go over this list and, and we'll do that in just a second. Um, the reason is because you don't want to take T3 if you don't have to. Um, and the reason for that is it's much more powerful than T4 and therefore carries with it some potential side effects. And so we'll discuss those side effects in a little, a little bit later here. So uh, who should consider using T3? Now I would say the first set of patients who would want to consider this would be patients who have low serum levels of free T3 and total T3. Uh, these are also patients who have what's called low T3 syndrome. And you'll know you fit into this category because you you might be feeling a little bit crummy, so you go to your doctor, your doctor checks checks a TSH and probably maybe it maybe a T4 and maybe not or maybe a T3. And when you do that, the TSH might look good. Uh, the T4 might look okay, probably a little low, but the T3 itself is very low, okay? And remember, we just said that T3 does all of the good things in your body that, that you want it to do. So having a low T3 does matter. So patients who have a low free T3, 10, or and total T3, I should say, um, might benefit from the additional use of, of lyothyronine in addition to whatever they're taking currently. So the next set of patients would be those patients who have high levels of what's called reverse T3. Uh, I won't get into the physiology of reverse T3 in this discussion, otherwise we'll be here for a long time. Uh, but you can think about reverse T3 sort of as a anti-thyroid metabolite or a thyroid blocker. So while T3 does all of the good things in your body, reverse T3, you can consider that as sort of a blocking mechanism um, that your body creates to block the effects of T3. So obviously, if you have a lot of thyroid metabolite that's sitting there blocking your T3, that's 
just not a good thing. And you can actually test for this um, in the serum. It's just it, the, the serum tests of reverse T3. And I have other videos on reverse T3 because I, it's a very important lab test. But the point here is those who have high levels of reverse T3 uh, tend to do better on with the addition of a little T3. The next set would be people who have a so-called normal TSH but still remain symptomatic. So this is kind of a predicament among patients and among uh, doctors as well because you have patients who ha clearly have the symptoms of hypothyroidism. You know, there's, there's no question about this. They, they come in with fatigue. They come in with hair loss. They come in with weight gain. They come in with cold extremities. They come in with constipation. Every symptom that's considered classic of hypothyroidism, they have. And yet when you check their blood, they have a so-called normal TSH. So how can this be? You, you, you can either say it's not due to the thyroid and attribute it to something else, or, which I don't think is a good idea, which many doctors do, or you can consider the fact that not all patients fit into this box um, that we've created, conventional medicine has created, and maybe these patients might do better with the addition of T3. And it turns out to be true, and there's some studies that show this. Um, you can find the links to those studies in, it directly in this um, uh, in this blog post if you'd like, but I, I'm just mentioning this right now. The next set of patients would be those who suffer from leptin resistance and insulin resistance. So leptin resistance is not quite as common as, well, it's very common, but it's not as well known. Um, insulin resistance, however, is well known, and that's the condition that leads to diabetes and prediabetes and high blood sugar. So basically what this means is anybody who struggles with those probably would do better with a little bit of T3. And that's just because they have multiple medical conditions in their body um, and hormone imbalances. And then I always include this because uh, thyroid patients tend to have issues with uh, the ability to lose weight. Um, that's probably the, actually not probably, it just is. It's a, it's a number one complaint among hypothyroid patients who have come to me and, you know, I've, I've treated. Weight loss is always up there, always up there as something that they want to have. So those who have issues with weight loss, and maybe you have a normal TSH if you fall in this category, maybe you don't, or maybe you just have issues with weight loss and no known thyroid disease, um, you might still benefit from the use of T3. And then, of course, those with uh, treatment-resistant depression or treatment-resistant bipolar disease. And we will talk about those a little bit later, um, but that's still worth mentioning. So the next question would be, um, what is the proper dose, or let's kind of go over this a dosage guide here. And there are really two ways that you can use T3, or two, two common ways that, that it's used. Uh, the first is, it can be used in conjunction with other thyroid medications. And other thyroid medications uh, I've included here because that would be the medications like levothyroxine or Synthroid, um, those T4 only medications. Now what you can do is very simply just say you're taking 100 micrograms of levothyroxine. You can just simply add a small dose of T3 to that existing dose. Um, and you don't need to worry about the TSH necessarily because you can just drop the dose of, of T4 and add a little T3. So as an example, um, let's say you started with 100 micrograms of levothyroxine or Synthroid, it doesn't really matter, but one of those two, um, and you're still feeling crummy, so you go to your doctor and you he checks your TSH, he says your TSH is normal, but your T3 is low. Uh, he said, sorry, there's nothing I can do, it's not your thyroid. But then you might say, well, well, hold on a second. What if we dropped my T4 dose and added a little bit of T3? And 
they you might be met with varying degrees of resistance there but perhaps your physician is willing to do this um, let's say they drop you know by 25 micrograms of T4 so you're down to 75 micrograms of T4 and you go up to 10 or 20 mics of T3 now just that tiny change can make a dramatic difference in a lot of people a big 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 difference in a lot of people um, and what you are doing there is you're just you're you're basically keeping the TSH the same but you're differing you're varying the concentration of T4 to T3 that you are now taking uh, it, it's a very simple approach but it's, it's one that works really well now that's the probably the most common way that that T liothyronine is used the second is it can be used by itself so just like you're using levothyroxine by itself which is a T4 only medication you could provided you have some thyroid function you could just take T3 by itself so um, I, you know I, I don't necessarily recommend this option for a lot of patients who um, who are already taking thyroid hormone like Synthroid or Levothyroxine unless you have a really good doctor to help you out with this this transition and this process um, the reason is there's not a lot of comfort among physicians when using this medication which may lead to underdosing on your part so it's probably you know you want to be careful doing that um, now those who tend to have better success using liothyronine on its by itself tend to be those who have who have never been diagnosed with thyroid disease but have some of those conditions that we talked about previously so those conditions like leptin resistance insulin resistance or treatment resistant weight loss things like that because it's fairly easy to add a low dose of t3 to somebody who's not on thyroid medication and have the improvements there and um, what I've included here is just to give you an idea there's you don't necessarily have to focus on this but this is more relevant to the physician or whoever's providing you with the medication but what we've what this uh, this image is showing is the amount of TSH here over time uh, and how it differs with T3 versus levothyroxine usage and you can see that the lines are fairly similar you know right around 1 which would be a serum TSH of 1 and that's pretty good so the point here is that you can still maintain a, a decent TSH uh, with the use of T3 now what you will find is that the majority of the pushback from your doctor when when you suggest T3 or liothyronine is that they're afraid your TSH is going to go haywire that they won't have control or that your dosing will become erratic or something like that and it doesn't have to be that way TSH can still be uh, consistent with T3 dosing provided you use it correctly um, and this this is just a study showing that um, it's also worth pointing out that I mean this is again a whole nother conversation but I want to at least mention it here the the TSH you know there's a lot of uh, opinions on what that number should be and I'll just put in a quick note here I think most people do a lot better if it's a little less than one or around the one range now some people might even need a small less than that but we'll not get into we're not going to get into that right now but you can see that you know these patients have a TSH a little bit you know right around one if not a little bit below um, you can you can kind of go through here basically I, I discuss how what what is a good kind of a good dose to use when it comes to liothyronine um, 
most of the time your lyothyronine dose, your T3 dose, will be pretty pretty small compared to T4. So somewhere between 5 micrograms of T3 to, to 20 micrograms of T3 per day. Now the actual amount that you need is going to be highly dependent upon your body. And the best thing that you can do is what I call go low and go slow. So what you would do is you'd start out on with a low dose of T3, and the lowest dose you can get here is 5 micrograms, and you titrate up, which it means simply to increase the dose slowly over time. So you might do something like this, just to put this into perspective, start with 5 micrograms and then go up to, um, go up by another 5 micrograms in a couple weeks, or something like that. So that way you're going low, you're, you're starting low at 5 micrograms, which is a pretty decent starting dose, and then going up every couple weeks from that point on until, and you know, obviously you want to check thyroid lab tests as you do this and, and monitor um, what's going on there. But as long as you do this, you can reduce um, the issues that may arise with using uh, lyothyronine. Another thought worth mentioning here is the idea of splitting the dose throughout the day. Now, why would you want to do this? Um, for a couple reasons. Um, so, trying to figure out how to start this, but let, let's talk about hormones in your body naturally, and then we can talk about how that applies to T3. Under so under normal conditions, your body let's say you have let's assume that you have a functioning thyroid. So your functioning thyroid is going to be constantly producing thyroid hormone throughout the day. It's not like you just wake up and your thyroid says, "Boom, here's 100 micrograms of T4." Now you just use that throughout the day. No, it, it doesn't really do that. It produces a, a kind of slow and steady amount constantly throughout the day. And that amount depends on the demand that your body has for it. So let's say you have an incredibly stressful day or you know, you're not able to eat as much as you normally would or you're traveling or there's you know, a death in the family or something like that. These sort of events will alter the amount of thyroid that your body needs. And that shouldn't be, that should kind of make sense to you, right? Um, you don't necessarily need adrenaline in your body at all times, but you do if, you know, you're running a, a, a race or if, you know, like the classic sort of prototypical example is a bear is chasing you. That's obviously you'd want that adrenaline rush at that point, but you wouldn't want it when you're trying to go to bed, right? So this should just make sense to you. So the problem with dosing thyroid hormone is that we only give it to you once per day. So we say, this is true of T4 medication. We, we doctors generally say, um, all right, here's 100 micrograms, take this in the morning, and hopefully this just lasts throughout the day. So you might feel really good for the first four or five hours because your body's like, yeah, perfect. This is exactly what we need. You know, we feel good. And then maybe a couple hours later, you start to feel a little sluggish or a little run down. That might be because we gave you too much in the morning and now you don't have enough throughout the rest of the day. So this, now you can kind of get away with that with level thyroxine and Synthroid because it stays in your system longer. T3 is only in your system for a couple of hours. So the idea with splitting the dose throughout the day is let's say, just, just to show you an example of this, let's say you take a total of 10 micrograms of T3 each day. So what you might do is you might say, um, oh, actually, for this for this example, let's do this. Let's say you're taking 100 micrograms of T4 level thyroxine and 10 micrograms of, of cytomel each day. So your doctor says, take 100 of the T4 in the morning 
and 10 of the T3 in the morning as well at the same time. And you might be like, well, I feel a little too jittery or whatever. You know, it's, it's just too much too, too quickly. So what you might do is you might say, okay, well, I'll take 100 of the T4 in the morning. And instead of taking all the 10 in the morning, I'm only going to take five. And then what I'm going to do is at lunchtime, I'll take the other half. So that's, that's simply what is meant by splitting the dose. Now you can do this and even get a little more intense with the splitting. And let's say you were, you were taking, um, 20 micrograms of T4 per day. You could take five micrograms every four to six hours all throughout the day. What that would do is it would keep your T3 level, the serum level of T3, sort of at a constant level compared to a huge spike in the morning if you took it all and then a, you know, a drop over time. Now this splitting of the dose may sound good in theory. It doesn't work for everyone, um, nor do I think you have to do it. So just put that in the back of your head, but it's worth mentioning here. The next one, or the next th thing we should discuss is the use of lyothyronine for weight loss. Um, and this is a big one. So let me just be clear on one thing here. You do not want to use lyothyronine for weight loss if you don't have a thyroid issue. That's a, a recipe for uh, potential issues. Now I know bodybuilders do this and um, I have to say in general bodybuilders are, um, they know a fair amount about hormone balance in the body because you know as you might uh, suspect their their livelihood depends on it and such so um, there is a reason they use it to 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 um, increase weight loss and that's because it, it does potentially work here but I don't recommend that um, because it, there are some potential issues that can occur by doing that um, now having said that though most patients who do suffer from uh, weight gain or obesity have some element of thyroid dysfunction at baseline so just having extra fat on your body is enough to cause thyroid issues, all right? So even though you technically haven't been diagnosed with a thyroid issue, it is possible that if you're obese, let's say 30 to 50 pounds overweight, that you might have an underlying thyroid issue that you not, might not be aware of. So we can get into some kind of confusing ground here, um, and that's why I think it's best sorted out by a physician who knows what they're talking about. Now, but I just need to say those two things. Um, the bottom line is lyothyronine or T3 or Cytomel, they're all the same thing, will help with weight loss if you are deficient in T3, okay? And most people with hypothyroidism are. Um, so it actually can be, uh, I would say, somewhat profound weight loss when you start T3, um, especially for thyroid patients. But again, it's got to be used correctly um, uh, and, and all those things that we talked about. You don't want to use too much and you don't want to use it if you don't need it type of deal. Uh, the reason for this is, I've gone over this in previous videos, but we can mention at least one or two here. T3 directly influences fat breakdown. It directly influences the amount of heat that you produce, which is, which is a metric for how much energy you are uh, um, utilizing on a daily basis, which can be extrapolated out to what is your basal metabolic rate or resting energy expenditure or metabolism. Now, it's a long chain of events, but the idea is that you'll burn more calories at baseline by having more T3 in your body. All right, that's basically what it boils down to. Um, the next one here, so so yeah, bottom line, uh, lyothyronine does help with uh, weight loss, and it's something that should be considered for a lot of people. Next up is lyothyronine to treat depression. Um, I'm not going to talk about that too much here. What you need to know is that it can be used as a therapy by itself. So unlike with the treatment of weight loss, you can actually just take patients who have depression and give them T3 
and they get better. They actually reduce their their uh, symptoms of depression. Um, the exact mechanism as to why this occurs is not well understood. Some people think it's because these people might have um, an underlying and yet undiagnosed or subclinical or undetected thyroid issue that we're just suddenly resolving. But we also know that T3 has some effect directly on the neuro, the, the uh, your brain itself, so brain function and cognitive function. Um, I've, I discuss all of that in here. Um, I don't want to go through it now. It's actually kind of a complex thing, but um, it's it's worth reading, especially if you suffer from depression um, or other neuro, uh, psychiatric issues like bipolar disease. Uh, but I think this is this is probably more important, and that is what to expect when starting T3. So I talk about a couple of different things here that I think is important um, when you determine um, if you want to use lyothyronine. And I call them some basic rules um, that you should, should consider. So first of all, the dose that you need is going to be specific and unique to your body. Okay, Specific and unique to your body. And you can find this dose by evaluating your labs and assessing your symptoms. And I've included the labs that you want to look at here. So TSH, free T3, total T3, and sex hormone binding glycogen. You want to be monitoring those as you use it. Okay. Um, the second thing is you always want to start low and go slow. So we already talked about that before. I'm not going to go over it again. Um, but just remember that that's, that's the safest and best way to use it. The next thing is you need to determine if you are a quote unquote sensitive patient or just a non-sensitive patient. I kind of break this up into two categories. Sensitive patients are those who, when they take even a low dose of T3, may have significant improvement automatically or it may be too much for them. So you really got to be on the lookout for which camp you fall into. Sensitive patients almost always know who they are. Um, that's been my experience. People will, patients that I've treated will tell me, I'm sensitive and they'll be, be sure to say that. And these are patients that respond with various side effects to over-the-counter medications like ibuprofen or Tylenol. They usually need lower dosages of other prescription medications, blood pressure medications, painkillers, etc. And they know who they are usually. You know, this is the type of person that when they take Benadryl, you know, 95 people out of 100 will get sleepy. They're one of those few that gets energized. So they kind of have weird reactions to medications and things like that. So just real, just try and figure out which camp you fall into. Um, and then I basically, once you've determined that, then you can kind of use the dosing information I've given you above, and that can kind of help you determine um, what dose you get to. Um, it's also worth discussing some of the some of the issues that may arise, and one of those when starting lyothyronine, and one of those would be hair loss. And this is a big one. The reason is many patients with thyroid disease have some degree of hair loss at baseline. So it, let's say you take a patient who has had some hair issues with hair loss, you give them lyothyronine, and their hair loss gets worse. That patient is not going to be very happy, at least not initially, and it may even cause them to stop taking the medication. But that side effect, that increased hair loss, is almost always temporary, which is incredibly important. So what happens in some patients and by the way, it lasts about three to six months. So sometimes less, sometimes more, but we'll talk about that in just a second. So it's really important. Well, let me take a step back. So some patients, when they start lyothyronine, 
they may feel better initially. Everything else is improving. They have more energy. They're losing some weight. Um, you know, their their GI tract is moving, so they're not as constipated. Their their extremities aren't as cold. And these are all good things. But sometimes they have an increase in hair loss. And that and I I I respect the fact that you know your cosmetic appearance is very important. And I can tell you from experience that many patients can tolerate a lot of things, but they do not tolerate hair loss. <laughs> you, you know, you'll know if you fall into that category. But the importance here is that sticking it out may be worth it because that hair loss should stop after about three to six months. And once it does, your hair should grow back even stronger and even better. So if, as long as you can get through that hump, it's, it's, it, it's probably, it would be really good for you. Now, the question is, why does that happen? Again, we're not really sure. Uh, my personal opinion is that it may be due to an increase in demand um, on the hair follicles for hair hair production that isn't being met due to a, a, a reduction in the demand of nutrients uh, or the supply of nutrients required for that hair growth. And so basically, in a less complicated way, we can say this. You have a stimulus for more hair growth and yet you don't have the building blocks to make the hair. And so what happens is your hair falls out. Now these building blocks uh, would include nutrients such as iron, biotin, B vitamins, and choline. And uh, thyroid disease can, can exacerbate or even cause a deficiency in some or all of these things. So that may, that may explain it. I, I can tell you from experience when I've treated patients that as long as I replete nutrient deficiencies and give them T3, you know, sort of around the same time, they generally do not experience hair loss. However, if you just take T3 and let's say your iron is low or your B vitamin status is low or whatever, uh, that may, those patients I think tend to have a little bit higher risk of having hair loss. I haven't studied this out. This is just a sort of uh, anecdotal uh, thing that I've come across. Um, so it's worth mentioning here. Other side effects of, of lyothyronine, basically, I would say in general, lyothyronine is very, very well tolerated, um, meaning you don't ex tend to experience negative symptoms that often. Some people do, especially if you're a sensitive person or if you're taking it for a reason that is unrelated to low thyroid, so like perhaps those bodybuilders that we discussed before, they might have side effects. Uh, but as long as you take it correctly, you probably won't experience too many negative side effects. If you do, most likely those side effects are related to your dose. So I've, I've broken these down a little bit, so we'll talk about them. So number one, I would say, and most common, would be a jittery sensa sensation. Um, this could be something like you just feel a little bit too energized, you know, like you're almost shaking a little bit with, with too much energy. And that is usually dose dependent, usually because you're on too much. The next one is a rapid heart rate. Uh, in the medical world, this would be defined as tachycardia or it would be called tachycardia. Uh, and you, you might have a heart rate, a resting heart rate of greater than 100. That's not a good thing. You don't want to put that much demand on your heart. Um, if you do have issues with taking T3, that's an indication that you're probably taking too much or that you may need to switch to something called sustained release T3, which slows down that absorption throughout the day. Alternatively, this might be somebody who would benefit from splitting that dose and taking a low dose several times per day. Um, so that's the heart rate, but that's one of the serious ones that you want to watch out for. 
Next one would be nausea, which I, I find is just occurs if the patient takes it on an empty stomach. So generally you're told to take medication without food, but if you can't take your medication and it's causing nausea, then taking it with food may be an answer to that. Just realize that will probably reduce some of the absorption of your medication and it may alter your thyroid lab test. So just take that into account. The hair loss we already talked about, the stomach pain, same thing with the nausea. Usually if you take it with a meal, it goes away. Um, another one would be sensitivity to heat. That is, a, that is an indication that your dose is likely too high. Um, that would be a hyperthyroid symptom and one that would be the opposite of a sensitivity to cold, and that is a hypothyroid symptom. Uh, another fairly common one is anxiety or just an increased um, emotional response, and that uh, is, again, maybe an indication that the dose is a little bit too high. The good news is if you experience any of these, playing around with your dose and simply dropping it is usually sufficient to resolve your symptoms. So don't, I think the worst thing that can happen is a patient who would potentially benefit from T3 starts taking T3, may experience some of these side effects and or hair loss that we talked about before, and that causes them to immediately stop taking the medication. Even though if they would have had a little more direction and a little more help, they might have been able to come to, uh, you know, find the dose that works for them or, or make it work for them in some way. So I would urge you to work with your physician if you're experiencing these to see if you can work around them. And that's why I've really discussed them here because um, I, I just think they're, they're pretty important. Now, some, some people may just not react at all to the medication and, you know, that does happen on occasion. I find that to be very rare though. I find that most people can figure out a way to use it as long as they they work with their doctor and they work around some of these issues. But yes, truly, there are some people who just simply cannot tolerate it for one reason or another. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. So uh, the bottom line is liothyronine is a, is a very powerful and very effective tool to treat hypothyroidism. And I think many patients stand to benefit from, from even small dosage of of t small doses of T3 added to their existing thyroid regimen. Uh, the the difficult part about it is not many doctors are educated on how to use it, and therefore it might be difficult to obtain. But as long as you follow sort of these guidelines, you can use it safely and effectively, and it can work you know really well um, if used that way. So I want to hear from you guys. Do you have any questions about liothyronine? And again, liothyronine is the same thing as Cytomel um, or T3 medication. So if you have any questions about it, um, leave them in the comments below. I'll try to get to those questions if I can. Um, but otherwise, I hope this was helpful for you guys. And otherwise, um, I'll see you in the next video.